So if you appear at the bottom of page one, you are like barely existing. That's what I have to say. If you are appearing somewhere in the middle, which means the company is putting an effort into their SEO, which is highly commendable. Now, you are a market leader only if you appear in the top three results, which I would say, you know, one, two or three. That's where the customer has, say, assume. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Vivek Patnaik, technical writer at Microsoft. Welcome, Vivek, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Gauri. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. So the pleasure is ours as Vivek. So before I start asking many questions, please help us understand a little bit more about yourself and how did you get into this uh, documentation career? Right. Technical writing for me is, you know, kind of a family event, to be honest. So this dates back to like uh, when I had my campus placement and I was into a job initially. And then uh, through this process, I used to work in shifts and stuff like that, network support engineer. And then it was my brother-in-law who actually introduced me to this. And it's actually, he introduced my sister into the field of technical writing. So technically, she started as a technical writer a couple of years before me. And then she introduced me to this field. So since I already had a passion for writing, you know, writing blogs since school, that's where I did a diploma in this particular field. And then I switched jobs. I started again as a technical writer fresher back in my first company and that's how it is. So like when I say it's a family event, it's like me and my sister, we both are technical writers. So it kind of runs in the family, siblings. And yeah, so it's been a journey of eight years so far and it's going pretty good. Fantastic. So there's something common to talk when there is a family gathering then. Absolutely. I mean, in fact, my she is a like a back to workplace mom after mm-hmm. a six to seven year gap. So, like we spent most of you know the last year twenty one like brainstorming on topics like UX writing, SEO, and you know like what are the latest trends in technical writing and what has changed over the past couple of years. So yeah, it, it feels really good discussing stuff with her. Nice, nice. Touch basing on educational background, Vivek. You earned a degree in electrical and electronics engineering. Right. Yes. So how has your education helped you in your technical writing career, particularly when you just started all this in the initial days? So, yeah, I mean, uh, my role has predominantly like our roles evolve in the technology field, right? So it has been easier to grasp a lot of terms since I had prior knowledge of, you know, the programming languages. C, C++, Java and other technologies. And when you work in this field, you, uh, you kind of your friends, your colleagues are also in the you know, same domain, same field in the line of software. So you kind of brainstorm about a lot of stuff. So as I you know progressed from being in the telecom sector to the healthcare sector and now more recently in cybersecurity. So uh, the technology has helped me grasp the subject uh, you know, pretty quickly gain an understanding of the product, you know, as fast as possible so that I can have proper questions to and fro questions with the SMEs and the developers as we develop the product. Great, great. So 
Very glad to know that uh, the engineering degree has also helped in this career. And also, you joined Microsoft four months ago. Right. Congratulations on that part, Vivek. What was the process like getting hired as a technical writer at one of the big five American information technology companies? So how, how did you feel about it? Honestly, I'm a little lucky that my you know, resume landed at the right place at the right time. So that was kind of, that's where luck came into play. But yeah, apart from that, my experience in the field of, you know, SaaS documentation and cybersecurity was of advantage to me. So like I work for the Microsoft 365 Defender team, which is basically on security, cybersecurity. So they were looking to venture out, uh, you know, like have a writer for the at the India Development Center. So this is kind of the first role for someone, a full-time position for an employee in India for this team. So, and then uh, when I heard about this, absolutely, I was interested in the role. I had around, you know, a couple of written tests, around five rounds of interview. And it was exhaustive. It was really nice. The interaction with the people and the kind of trends they are working on because, you know, when you work on a SaaS product, when you work on documentation that is absorbed by the audience, especially in the cybersecurity arena, it is really fun to have a discussion with like-minded individuals. So yeah, it was more of a to and for discussion because I've already been doing some of the latest trends that are happening in the technical writing field. And yeah, as I said, I got lucky and I got absorbed into Microsoft. Nice. Very nice to hear that, Vivek. And once again, congratulations. And I wish you all the very best for a very bright future ahead. So again, just give us some advice what you will give from your experience to someone who's striving to work for a company like Microsoft one day. Yeah, absolutely. See, the fact is the big companies like Microsoft, Google, and I mean, the work and all is all different. People are same. It's, you know, it's not like, you know, you're going to do something extraordinarily different. But what stands out is the, like your ability to keep learning. So for me, what stood out is like in the past three, three and a half years. So I have, you know, touched base on UX writing. I have touched base on SEO, search engine optimization. I have touched base on UX research. So I have done projects on HTML, CSS, improving website content. I have interacted with a lot of SMEs who have you know, given me information how they capture the product, how our end users are capturing the product. So I have taken interviews with you know the professional services individuals who are actually out in the field because it is easy for us to document a product, you know, like you following English, you're documenting it, but you never know how the customer is receiving the product, what is in their mind, what the audience is. So all this kind of you know experience really helped me. Because these are the latest trends in the market and that's what Microsoft is doing as well. So yeah, this helped me, you know, like crack this interview. So do a bit of study on how they are approaching and what kind of documentation they already have. You mean in Microsoft, is it? Yeah, I mean, as a part of preparation, these are some tips and tricks you took. Exactly. Yes, yes. So as a technical writer with a focus on cybersecurity, which you did mention, what are you responsible for? So uh, like, you know, basically security is the forefront of every company right now. And we have a highly technical audience. So what we are catering to the needs is, you know, the E5 customers of Microsoft, which are basically, you know, the customers or the companies, enterprise companies, which have the premium membership. So these guys have a highly technical knowledge. And at the same time, you know, we, we shouldn't be under the assumption that these are highly technical people, so you can write everything you want. Your tone has to be crisp and warm. 
it has to like since you are working for a brand like microsoft it has to be understanding and you need to give them the assurance that we are there you know we have your back you do not have to worry if there is a cyber intrusion or there is a threat being detected we are working on it in the back end and we are definitely going to help you so this is some of the things that we have in mind so basically i belong to the threat intelligence content experience team so majority of my work is like you know creating threat articles threat insight reports these are basically published inside the 365 uh, sorry 365 defender portal and then also i assist on blogs the microsoft blogs that are being published some of the tweets that go out on our handle microsoft threat intelligence handle and a couple of other stuff so product documentation comes in the end that is also related to security but whatever we do has a big media base you can say you know it is being highlighted so your attention to detail and your attention to quality has to be really great so if you are talking about two peer reviews we believe in at least four peer reviews before the content goes out that's the attention to quality i'm talking about that's really brilliant to hear vivek and that takes me nicely to the next question you did touch base upon few points regarding this so the whole documentation process how does it work at microsoft so yeah i mean we are there from the beginning right from the commit meeting in fact in a field like this you do not have to run after the smes or the analysts for data it's like a tag team we are both eager to release the content improve the content and you know brainstorm and you know, make the content as crisp and warm as possible for the end user to consume so like since i'm working on the ransomware part of security so i mean you must be aware since covid struck there has been lot of ransomware attacks the colonial mm. pipeline the log 4j and these are some of the major nation state actors that have been playing a role so the attention to security kind of increases so yeah i mean we are involved right from day 0 you can say from the commit meetings we are aware what is happening so we give them ideas on what the ux design has to be like if the product changes how the ux behaves and how the customer is receiving so how we should draft the content you know and not just put a lot of technical jargon directly assuming it's a technical audience and so on and so forth so yeah we are involved from day 0 you can say <laughs> not even day 1 day 0 yeah <laughs> nice and just as a continuation how do you report on your documentation because i think yours is a very important field right There's especially on the cyber security side so how does your team report or your report on your documentation look so we are spread across geographies and so i report to my manager she is a senior content experience manager and then we have a principal content experience manager on top after her so i mean but basically you can say you know here like uh, i mean the manager designation it's just a designation because i i believe my manager does a lot of technical editing peer reviewing and hand holding than a normal you know technical writer so like we are here you know we are like a startup mentality microsoft so it's like microsoft cares so when we report also to my senior manager she is not just a senior manager she is also editing and peer reviewing with me as well she is looking into my content and a lot of other stuff but yeah it's like the same hierarchy as some other companies but like we are all involved into the product and it's not like she is a manager and i am a reported to her we are all individuals co-workers nice so again in your opinion since you've been in this field for a long time what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking 
document tracking this is yeah i would say what i actually and this is an uh, interesting topic that i have been tracking for a while is which i call you know which we call heuristic analysis i am not sure if i am pronouncing it correctly but that's basically you know seeing customer behavior on our doc portals so for example you have a doc portal so you have an installation guide and the installation guide kind of has 10 steps to install the product and we all know if it's a new product installing it for the first time is always something we stress upon now through heuristic analysis you know we kind of gaze as to like for example these are heat maps that we track through and we say like see the customers clicking on the fifth point a lot of time mm-hmm. the customer is deviating from the fifth point or the sixth point so we are seeing the customer is not moving to the 10th point and a lot of clicks are on the fifth point so that's kind of a behavioral analysis so we go back and see the legacy document and we say okay is there a problem in that installation guide why is the customer deviating from that point so that way we are sometimes able to track that okay this has changed or the ui has been modified or there is some additional information that has come in in the tool that we haven't captured in the legacy docs so yeah this is a part of it heuristic analysis also means that you know where you work with the ux researchers and you kind of take interviews of people who are in the field and this means senior support engineers as i said professional services guys and a lot of senior engineering managers who have been interacting with the customers for say over a period of 10 15 years in the company so these guys have seen how the product has evolved over the years how the customer has absorbed it so yeah this is a trend you know heuristic analysis that i feel is one of the top trends that companies should focus on when they are documenting product so you have really put it really nicely vivek and uh, you were also mentioning that you track how the users are using which is the most used article clicked article etc so does that mean that it's available your documentation is available for public use or is it something hidden behind username and a password No, I mean it is publicly available. Docs.microsoft.com is where we publish you know, most of our content. That's where we track you know user behavior and stuff like that. And not just this. In fact, internally, you know, we kind of get analytics data and the keywords that are being searched and a lot of other stuff that is being tracked by a lot of our program managers worldwide about how the customer is consuming our content. So you know that we kind of improve our search engine as well. and the keywords that we input so that you know google crawls it up and our our documentation appears on all right great so it's been a really useful insight so far vivek before we move to the rapid fire round is there any question that i have left and but you would like to share with us i mean nothing as such but like what i said when i'm speaking about you know organic search So there is something I would like to share with people, you know, because I know on the SaaS product people are working on organic search, and they want their documentation to appear on top. And especially in cybersecurity, there are like five or seven players who are vigorously competing with each other on different products. So the thing is, like, why SEO and why organic search is important? Because see, a company is non-existent if you appear on page two and page three of Google search. So if you appear at the bottom of page one. you are like barely existing that's what i have to say if you are appearing somewhere in the middle which means the company is putting an effort into their seo which is highly commendable now you are a market leader only if you appear in the top 3 results which i would say you know 1 2 or 3 that's where the customer has say assume we have a 14 inch screen most of the laptops and that's where the customer sees and the customer is really 
dull to actually scroll down to page number end of page number one as well. So yeah, that's something about SEO and the Google crawl where we need to focus on our content and keywords that they appear in point number one, two, and three of the search. Right. So it's all about being the right time during the search. Exactly. Yeah. Superb. So let me move on to the rapid fire round questions. Who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? I mean, a lot of people. So I would say, you know, this is something what I feel. I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time. So this begins like from my journey from day one as a technical writer, where my first manager told me, Hey, Vivek, forget about, you know, all the trends in technical writing, frame maker and tool and robo help and stuff like that. Concentrate on your grammar because you need, you should remember that whatever you do, whatever improvements happen, English is important. Your grammar is important. So focus on that. Focus on your writing because everything else you can learn on the go, learn on the job. So that hats off to my first manager who helped me on that. Then in my last company, my team lead. So his handholding, like basically, even when I draft an email, whatever I send in a company's WhatsApp group also, like team WhatsApp group, or even if if I'm in an information gathering meeting from an SME. So he was there to rectify me, tell me, hey, this is not how you should speak. This is how you should say. So his constant you know, uttering of this is what improved me. And he tells me, I know you'll be irritated, but remember one day you'll actually, you know, when you reflect back, you'll be happy. So that's what is happening right now when I have moved into a company like Microsoft where you know, the attention to detail, the attention to quality is so important and you need to be on your toes all the time. So yeah, these are the two people who have helped. But yeah, I have been lucky to be at the right place at the right time a lot of companies. And when it comes to documentation-related resource you have consumed recently, can you please share some names? Yeah, the most important thing, like since I joined Microsoft, is the Microsoft Style Guides. So there are a lot of internal you know, variations of the Style Guide, which I am lucky to have access to. They are like a kind of internal confidential. So I kind of keep them open all the time whenever I am drafting. I mean, it is pretty much mandatory here to keep them open when you are documenting stuff. But yeah, that's point, point number one. Apart from that, my recent thing that I've consumed is something, a website called uxdesign.cc. And uxdesign.cc, you know, specifically I talk about heuristic analysis that I spoke about a while back. You know, heuristic analysis of yapichef.com was what they did. And that was my base point through which, you know, I reflect upon some of the stuff that we are doing and kind of analyze behavior and a certain other tools that we use also. But yeah, these are the two important things that I have referred, you know, consumed more recently. Great, great. So we'll definitely include this in the podcast. So my last question to you today, Vivek, is what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Yeah, I mean, this is actually, you know, that everyone should follow whoever wants to carve a career in technical writing. It's like, you know, write whatever you have in mind. So it necessarily doesn't have to be something that is technical, non-technical or something related to a field. Like there is an event you visited this weekend or there is something you attended, something happened. Just write it down in a blog, whatever. So while you're drafting it, you know, you are aware of what you're writing, your sentence construction, your grammar, your Oxford comma and stuff like that. So yeah, write whatever you have, have in mind. Just do not think about it. And second, read a lot. Reading actually helps and you know, no matter which book it is, not necessarily related to your domain or field. Just read whatever you have, maybe the newspaper also, if you have no books available. 
just read a lot. It is going to help you a lot in your career. Nice. So that's a very different advice or suggestion which we've not heard from many people recently, Vivek. Thank you for that. So is anything else you would like to add before we close this podcast? Yeah. Once again, thank you so much, Gauri, for having me here. And it's really wonderful to be on this podcast. And I'm also lucky to be you know, a technical writer. This is really an evolving field and there are so many trends happening. And like, say, 20 years back, we were just, you know, basically guys editing stuff, writing long books. No one used to, you know, we used to come at the end of the software development lifecycle. But today we are at the forefront and we are contributing in every way possible. And this is really a niche field and a really wonderful field to be in. So thank you so much for conducting this podcast and this wonderful initiative. And thank you so much for having me also. The pleasure is ours as well, Vivek. It's been a lovely conversation the last 30 minutes and you've shared some unique ideas and your unique experience on how you started everything, joining Microsoft and looking forward to big projects. So yeah, wonderful episode. Thank you, Gaurav. Take care, Vivek. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.